Here we are one more time, the funnest wall you ever did beat your head against. Beware the hairy freaking mango. Move down, this part's mine. This am the sweet Kwisatz Haderach result of the secret breeding program between houses Smith and Sanborn, Matthew Smith Sanborn. Taste my ganja bar, baby. Give me a big old kiss. On the cheek, I mean. My face cheek, I mean. Smoochies! I know you're eagerly awaiting today's story like a burning hot pea in need of release. Well, simmer down, pot roast. It's only seconds away. The following story contains no flying whatsoever, despite what the title says. That was just a clever marketing ploy to suck you in. Now you're in far too deep to turn back, like the back of my throat. Don't wiggle around in there. I might puke, and your deodorant and moisturized skin will be no match for that. If I hadn't done what I'd done, you would have said, Leather throats? Fuck that. I'm going back to crochet. Wait, they're flying leather throats? The Flying Leather Throats by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Leather was great, but everybody had it, from hats to shoes and in every color you imagine. Leather pants, ooh la la. The leather makers wanted to expand their market, but it was saturated, wasn't it? When they weren't hanging with whores and gorging themselves at the buffets, the guys at the annual Leathermen, although they preferred to be called hydologists, convention actually had time to squeeze in a conversation about leather that went a little like this. Where don't people already have leather? They have it everywhere, every square inch of their bodies. Have you seen our leather eyewear? No, not every square inch. How about on the inside? No one remembers who said that last bit, but everyone cashed in on the idea. Soon consumers covered their insides with the latest leather fashions, like esophagus linings, for instance. You needed a camera on a wire to see it properly, but someone at every party seemed to have one of those. People had their tonsils and appendixes. Appendices? replaced with leather reproductions, and then had them removed just to surprise the doctor. The craze got to the point where people replaced more important organs, like their lungs. They died on the table, of course, but their last breaths smelled like the interior of a new luxury car, and who wouldn't give up their lives for that? One man in Switzerland had his everything replaced with leather, and although all of his old parts were still together and functioning, he had no legal status and was considered medical waste. The astonished at his own stupidity man crawled out of the hospital dumpster and joined a circus sideshow while his leather replacement was left to eat his chocolate, fuck his wife, and wind his watch, which it most certainly would have had it been alive to do so. This sort of thing continued without regulation, and the human race would have been wiped out, but they ran out of cows first. Thank goodness. But there were nights when a few of those last nine people sure could have gone for a cheeseburger. If this story softened your plush interior, you can stroke it and other Ottoman delights at my million blog march, the1000.blogspot.com, or get sexy sweaty and bag yourself a couple of rich Corinthians right here at bewarethehairymango.com. Spray it, don't say it, in the comments for this post, or spree-mail me at matthew at bewarethehairymango.com, and we'll have our own private little spittle fest. <laughs> Long-time listeners won't be surprised to know that I wrote that hacking noise right into the script. Wipe your chins thoroughly now, as SF Signal has already been spit-polished to the point that it is more than just the blog of tomorrow. It is the blog of next week Wednesday. Buck Rogers, my ass. And while I'm on the subject, did Tweaky's head not look like a huge glans? It probably had a hole in the top. He was like this giant, golden, 25th century dildo who hung out with Gary Coleman. 
And anyway, sfsignal.com. Spread the mango disease by blogging about this wonderful podcast and creating more links than two golf courses and a sausage factory. Do the mysterious subscription dance with the roundy-edged square on the homepage you iTunes bastards never go to, or subscribe through the iTunes page you blog bastards never go to. Wherever you choose to do it, I hear over on that other side they're calling you a bastard. And give me a glowing review. Or if your homepage illegitimate, get down with some hilarious Dune redub on the post for this episode. The vid's right there in the show notes. Tweet up, tweet down, tweet all around, and follow my up, down, and all arounds, as well as a couple of suggestive side-to-sides at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. The tweet's so sweet, all the birds flock to me, or at least a couple hundred of them. Shy halud, my ass hurts. If you like me having money, or if you don't like me not having money, give me money. It doesn't have to be yours. Click the donate button and follow the instructions with extreme and caution. You'll give it, I'll spend it, almost everybody's happy. This podcast zips across the potosphere with the slicked-up, ferret-oiled sleigh runners of a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike 3.0 onboarded license. You and I are going to get together tomorrow just like we did yesterday and might be doing right now. And you're going to say, hey, you're Matthew Sanborn Smith. And I'm going to say, hey, you. And I'll say, this is Matthew Sanborn Smith until the day after tomorrow. Yes, there is a show tomorrow. I'm speaking about four different timelines here. Please keep up. Until the day after the day after tomorrow, this is Matthew Sanborn Smith wishing you two well-greased ferrets soaked in their own oil and reminding you that I am best taken in small doses. So maybe you should sit down and try to keep me from spinning your little world until the day after what's probably next Saturday at this point. Good night. Right?